Hey, everybody. It's September 11th. Never forget, it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing radio show, starring me, your host, Jake. And I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. How's it going, fellas? Okay. I don't approve of uh, using September 11th in uh, promoting As ourselves. As a punchline? Yeah. What do you What do you want to use it for? I don't know. Justify uh, some wars? <laughs> AT&T commercial. Okay. A Sub- movie. Subway ad. Uh, George Clooney. Extremely Clooney and incredibly Clooney. The there was that there was that onion sort of subway promotion joke thing, and then there was an actual ad that that like a golf course did for like promotional deal on nine eleven. With I didn't the see prices. the subway thing. What was that? It was just I mean it was just an attempt to be the most tasteless promotion using like nine eleven. It's like never forget our uh, our deal. You know nine. It was it was nine dollars and eleven cents for two subs that were held side by side. I was just gonna ask if yeah, if Fl- like fly two, on two fly on in for this great yeah. deal, that kind of thing. Two it was, vertical. It was awful. Subway it was awful and hilarious at the same time, right? Like you know, airplane flies into one of them. No yeah. longer too late. Soon, too I don't, soon. It's no longer too, too soon. soon. And now know. it's late enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't see it. All I saw was some. All I saw was some reaction, reaction to, to some uproar. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think Subway got pissed. I think it is important. Yeah, I think they, well, they were they, they said, oh, you know, every of course, just like everyone else, we we thought that the their piece was ta- you know like tasteless or whatever, and and people were like, well, you know, it's the Onion. This is this is parody. That's plus the whole people point. hate Subway for whatever fucking reason. Yeah, that's weird. Do I don't. They? Yeah, th- like I never Subway that. gets gum gumped uh, lumped in with all other. Uh, fast food companies as being evil and gross and i i feel like in also com- in comedy a lot of the time i will hear a subway sandwich invoked as something that smells terrible like i think that there are a lot of people who are really grossed out by whatever that like, in bread the fake smell bread the smell. fake bread smell that mm. they exude is but like that doesn't have anything to do with their food which is actually fairly healthy and so is it really fake bread smell because like they bake their bread on premises like it smells like yeah but i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that we've mastered the technology that allows you to bake bread without it smelling like bread uh (laughs) i don't know if that's true or not (laughs) why would one why would one do that you just spray some febreze they've got that fresh bread scented febreze that they spray around oh yeah they never did. Uh, we didn't have fake popcorn smell when I worked at the movie theater. Mm. We just had popcorn from the seventies, <laughs> just left over in vats. Yeah, because well, they would keep the, at the end of the day. We were supposed to take the popcorn from the machine and put it in a bag and keep the bag in the back and then use that to seed the popcorn. You know, seed the popcorn machine <laughs> the next day. So I concluded when I got there. When did this theater open? Seventies. Yep, there could totally still be popcorn in here from the seventies. Oh, that's true. Like how like. You contain at least one atom that was also in Caesar or something. Up his butt. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we've concluded. At least one of these kernels of popcorn got stuck in Caesar's teeth. Um, anyway, I, I broke the cycle because I would occasionally just throw away all the popcorn because that shit was fucking gross. I mean, or I would just eat it all um, after my shift. I'm like, yeah, oh, there's, there's little enough in here that I could just totally sit and eat all of it while I read uh, my Arthur C. Clarke novels upstairs. Mm. Did a lot of that. Yeah. While I was in that job. It was before iPhones. So I wasn't just fucking around. So you weren't reading on your phone. Throwing birds at stuff. You never threw birds at stuff. That's true. What, did you Did you even play it once? I think I did. I think I... Wasn't there a free version of it? Yeah. Where it was free for a day at some point or something? I think it's... I mean, it might have always been free, right? Hmm. I, I don't know. know. 
How you guys been? What's what's new in uh, yeah, what's new in your Kingdom yeah, of Loathing yeah. lives? I uh, uh, well, it's not Kingdom of Loathing, but that giant twine thing I've been working on. I wrote a a pretty sweet X-wing style uh, space combat sequence over the last two simulator. Days. I think is the word you're looking for. Simulator. X-wing combat simulator. You've done a cover of X-wing versus Tie Fighter in twine. Kind of. <laughs> we're uh, we're winding up to KOL Con X. Yeah. yeah, give us some news about that. Uh, it's things are shaping up. Uh, we've got we've got beer ordered, which is exciting. Nice. Okay, you did that today. Uh, did that yesterday. Uh, we've got um, we've got pasties. What kind of beer did front. you get? Did you get some Hofnot? Uh, yes. You didn't even ask me what kind of beer. We just got the same as last year. Okay, good. That was the right kind then. Yeah. Because you asked me last year. It was like last year worked out perfectly. And so I just got it again. Somebody somebody had written in, and I don't know if it's in this thread or not uh, that we're about to read the questions from, but somebody said uh, that they liked the Hop Knot and that we should get it again. And I said, okay. fuck yeah, we should. Yeah. I mean, we we get a bunch of cider because that is by far the most popular. Like I, I will often drink cider because it is something that has little alcohol content and I can just drink it all day and it's not a big deal. You know what the girls have been drinking a lot of over at the Sycamore? What? Cider with ice in it. Huh. That seems like it would probably be pretty refreshing. Yeah. That is a thing that yeah. I could actually. That is a way I mean, in which I could see myself. Alcoholic actually. juice, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sure. Yeah. Did I? I mean, it's I, like apple I can't drink. remember. I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, did I talk about the the awesome um, uh, mimosa fueled Sunday I had? I don't think that you did. Uh, it was so great. I don't believe you. Uh, yeah, we Melissa and I went over and uh, and had mimosas and did the new york times sunday crossword at a place that has bottomless bottomless mimosas wow it was great bottomless mimosas. it yeah. wasn't great it's pretty you, because it's pretty... you guys got back and you both went to bed at 4 p.m well i slept for a couple hours and then felt great and melissa had a terrible hangover yeah exactly I, oh i'm it's it's 5 p.m and i have a hangover from this morning yep <laughs> that sounds like the worst possible place to be yeah i it was awesome I would totally do it again. I, 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 I think I mean, we've, we've got we've got that mysterious bottle of champagne in the fridge. Well, sure. I don't know where that came from or when. It may have been in there since last con. I don't think it goes bad. No, probably not. Um, Doesn't it just turn into carbonated vinegar? <laughs> Which um, you could use to... Oh, man. Think of how vigorous the Science Project volcano would be. If you... you could have sparkling salad dressing. Except when you went to shake the bottle to mix it up, you'd have a problem. <laughs> so, okay, so here's what you do. Sparkling vinegar, uh, champagne that's been turned into vinegar, and then baking soda that's been turned into Pop Rocks. <laughs> all right, so it's Holy like, all right, crap. here is my science fair holocaust. I hope you guys are ready. <laughs> I hope the but school has the, a bomb Well, shelter. but then the judges all get drunk and so you win first place. <laughs> well, no, it's, you don't get drunk from drinking vinegar. You sure? Well, I don't know. I've never tried. Yeah, I, I think science for experiments. Yeah. <laughs> that salad I, dressing is really good, you guys. I looked at a bunch of vinegar today. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, what I was trying to find was some oil. Bleach. Uh, well, no, I found bleach. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to find some olive oil w- with which to cook an egg. Uh, okay. But all of the olive oil was either gone. I mean... <laughs> There's there's a lot of gone olive oil basically everywhere except very limited places, but uh, or or way way expired. Like this was this olive oil was best by 2011. Saw some of that, but almost everything that I grabbed, thinking it might be olive oil, was actually vinegar. And I was thinking, I've never used vinegar on anything. Why the fuck is there so much vinegar in my house? You've you probably have used it in salad dressing. Uh, years ago, I just started buying my salad dressing pre-made. I was like, really? you know what? 
I, as much as I like to think that I'm a guy who could like be off the grid, uh, I don't want to make <laughs> my own salad grid. dressing. <laughs> Jenny, oh, you have electric salad dressing. Yeah, Sorry. Right. Okay, that <laughs> makes so much more sense now. Jenny com- uh, commented to me recently that your house has a whole lot of honey in it. Does it? Apparently so. Huh. I, you know, it's. It, I would imagine that every time you want some honey, you go out and buy it. And then you put it in the the cabinet that has all the other honey that you bought a bunch of times. I mean, I don't, I don't remember the last time I bought honey. Maybe somebody else bought honey. I so I only Do you never use, put honey in tea. No, only when I'm sick. Well, right, but the last every time you get sick, you probably want. honey. Yeah, but I've probably... not really been sick in a couple years. That I'm, I haven't been the kind of sick that I leads me to like. Didn't you have part of your head removed? Do you not have honey in that tea? I don't think I did. No, I just okay. had a lot of opiates. Okay. Um, it's like it's like the honey of the masses. <laughs> you know, Dam- it's just... Dam- Damascus honey. That's what uh that's that's what I refer to uh hydrocodone as. We could probably get rid of IVs in hospitals if everyone just did some tree panning, you know. Okay. I thought you were going to yeah. suggest uh deliver drugs via bee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, like, okay, this, man, actually, now, now I especially don't like. No, hospitals. this is this is a great idea actually because we need to we need to you know invest in our B uh, our national B mm. infrastructure. So you just need to find the B delivery genetic B codes to to get to turn a bee's poison into whatever uh, oh, yeah. drug you yeah, need into whatever you administer to people who are allergic to bee stings. Yeah. It's like ah oh, fuck, <laughs> this guy got stung by one of the normal bees. Get one of the EpiPen bees. So you're, it, you're going to need some antibiotics. I need you to put your hand in this box and wave it around violently. <laughs> is uh, oh no smoking in here? It's not that it's unsafe. <laughs> it's that it makes the medicine ineffective. Is antivenom derived from the venom of the the creature? Is that am I making that up? That, that seems like that seems a like a very video game kind of thing. Has <laughs> <laughs> um, bring me the giant scorpion glands, or is that just in the like uh, the homeopathic treatments for things? I mean, I think venom is used to make. I know that they use they do milk they milk snakes, snakes yeah. to yeah to feed baby snakes <laughs> that have been orphaned. Okay. Um, Oh man, I thought of I was trying to think of funny things that would be on a school lunch menu. Um and the one thing that occurred to me that I'm I think the most proud of is Moore's milk. I think that's a pretty funny thing to have on a school lunch menu. Wow. <laughs> because, what? I, yeah. <laughs> it's good. That's really good. <clears throat> I like need to stay Moors? Like No, just Moors. Moors. Like you know, like uh, Morgan Freeman in in uh the Robin Hood movie. What? what? <laughs> um, no, I need a context in which to make a bunch of fake elementary school lunch menus. But like they always have themes like Halloween or whatever. Like No, no. The theme of this one is just imaginary. What? <laughs> you are off the rails. Nope. Nope. I'm just on different rails. I'm on I'm on rails that are a level above the rails that you cling to. Okay. Buddy. Instead of fish fingers, you could have fish wrists. Okay. Yep. What? Beef rippers. Yeah. All right. Riff, let's do it. Let's start. Let's make a thing that's like the onion, only it's just a parody elementary school lunch menu. Oh, well, you just comes need, out once an hour. You, you just need the collection of. Uh, Whoever's, whoever's oh yeah, that shit, that Shittington, UK. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, I forget what the thing is called. The fake, come, the come fake on boots. and eat it, or yeah. whatever. Um, come on, comma, then eat it. 
chicken whispers. So yes, um, uh, yeah. So we've got the bands of, of making sure they they got what they need. Uh, sadly, no jazzy bosses. Um, yeah, and we could not really find any reasonable. Uh, alternatives. Did we them. look into like just a like a wedding string quartet kind of thing? Uh, I asked Emily to do so, and I don't think she found anything. Huh. It's hard to look for that kind of stuff. Hmm. I would bet those guys are more expensive. Yeah, there was there were want. things that were like a couple thousand dollars, yeah. and there was yeah, like no way gonna that we're going to do that. I, I would I would say like I if I had to put a budget on that, I would probably say like 400 bucks is what yeah. I would pay for some soft music during the casino night. I know uh in Prescott there is an ensemble called Pluckin Toot. Okay. Uh, which is a classical guitarist and flautist. Yeah. I think they might also be husband and wife. <laughs> okay. Um so that that was a thing that sure. I was at a party once. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I you know. I by the time we pay them to travel and to change their stupid fucking name to something <laughs> that we wouldn't be ashamed of, I think it would be There's, over. You know, ideally it would also have some sort of nerd theme. They could play some like video games. Well, music. but that's I mean, so we could get mariachis. We could get sure. soft mariachis. Sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it. I don't. Think, I don't think it will be that big a deal. No, we could also just get a... We could just get, get a, a boombox. Yeah, we could get a Pandora and a jam box. We could get a Jawbone. Yeah, yeah. We could get the Jawbone jam box. Um, if we wanted the sound quality to be kind of bad and uh, not really loud enough to fill a room, we could just use the Jawbone jam box. Right. I think that's a perfect plan. It's cool. cheap. We already own it, so it's free. I wonder if we could get uh, multiple Jawbone jam boxes and just put them under every table. Mm. Wire them together in series. Sure. But Bluetooth is always in series, right? I don't. It's always in season. It's, it's just always a single pairing. Bluetooth season. It's like a wine. Yeah. What kind of blue? Did, should I drink a white tooth or, or a blue tooth with with these with these uh, beef rippers? <laughs> Is black tooth a thing? Like when you the pirate? Well, sure. Uh, when you <laughs> black out a tooth to make it look like you are missing one. Well, I don't think you're supposed to do that anymore. It's culturally insensitive. Well, I, that's why I was asking. <laughs> right. Um. Do you suppose that it ever occurred to anybody to use shoe polish for that? And then it occurred nah. to them, I shouldn't have done that. This morning after taking a shower, I once again noticed that my deodorant smells exactly like... Uh, Your underarm? No, it smells exactly like Hawaiian punch. What? And uh, I... And then you just ate the entire well, stick? Well, no, I did lick it. And oh. it was kind of upsetting. I had to drink a lot of water afterwards. <clears throat> it did not taste nearly as delicious as it smelled. You both, uh, both of you are off the rails. <laughs> the, the, the rails is my soccer team. <laughs> oh. oh. Uh-huh. Um, luckily, it's uh, born in July. So whenever I want to give it a uh, commemorative birthstone uh, gem uh, uh, ring, I, I can put a ruby on rails. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Wow. Sorry. I was wondering where you were going. With I was, uh, no, sorry, I'm back down at your level. <laughs> good. I was, good. I was good, trying good. to, I was trying to make myself more relatable to you. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Uh, well let's get, uh, let's get this show on the road. Okay. Yeah, let's hungry. get, let's get back on the rails. Yeah. Hungry. I'm hungry too. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's only, it's only like four 30. Yep. Ugh. Well, you oh, gotta... you know, it's cause it's 10 minutes after four 20. That's why we're so hungry. Oh! Oh! oh, you, uh, you got up super early. I don't know what you, Riff? I'm still up super late. Oh, Jesus. Damn, Riff. Yeah. 
I got up at 6.15 because I had a dentist appointment at like 7.50 and I didn't trust myself to go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, I, I tried to take a nap after our noonly phone meeting, but there was a guy sawing through the wall. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> we're having some repairs Someone done. Someone was literally sawing logs and you couldn't sleep? <laughs> Well, there was this guy counting sheep in the front yard. I was like, what the fuck? Is there no escape? What the fuck is there? <laughs> uh, Noodle Mage says, is having the letter I or having double Fs in your username a job requirement for asymmetric? Uh, yeah. It depends on whether you consider Mr. Skullhead to be M-I-S-T-E-R or just uh, M-R period. Or if you consider Mister. L's to be Fs, a la Benjamin Franklin. Sure. Mr. Scuffhead. Um, Benjamin Lorankin. Yeah. Lorankin. Smile Rut says, what is the best way to pitch KOL to a friend? I would really like someone that I know IRL to play with. Crumple it up in a ball and just throw it at them. God, just, just play that joke for him and say, <laughs> yeah. friend, that is the caliber of humor <laughs> that you are likely to encounter in this, this. game. Yeah. Um, Dude, I don't fucking know. Uh, it's like it's it's kind of a blue pill thing, right? Like you can't, yeah, you can't unknow it. Find find the find the paragraph of text in the game that is a reference to the thing that they like. It's like the a thing best. that they are in some group of one percent of people that would understand. Yeah. The, oh, I mean, so the the paragraph about cake farts. There are <laughs> yeah. there are a couple of just like you know standout pieces of of sh- very short writing. And say the game is filled with these. You should you should like you know like the the description of the coffin lid mm. is awesome. Yeah, that's the one things of my that catch the... are like the altar of literacy. Say all right, mm. so it's an online game, but you have to pass a grammar test to get into the chat. <laughs> Brilliant. Yep, that's uh, that's what the games media says. Sure. Yeah. Um, pointing out that the currency is meat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could uh, you could link to that uh, Jack Thompson lawsuit sure. descriptor. Um, Vernacio says on the topic of making two-handed weapons more viable why not assign special skills to the different types of two-handed weapons for example spears or pole arms could be used to lift an item off of an opponent like a pseudo pickpocket really heavy weapons like hammers could be used once a day for a free runaway by catapulting yourself away from the fray two-handed swords could be used to slice large amounts of meat off the foes and maybe two-handed ranged weapons could have some sort of piercing shot that affected the next foe in the same area that affected the next foe in the same area that's kind of cool that is cool like a skill that kills a dude and then does some damage to the next dude you fight Sure. Um, I don't know that... See, all of the things that you're suggesting that these would do are super, like, metagame relevant things, like free runaways and pickpockets and Mm -hmm. stuff, which I don't... It would be weird to make them... It's just like a thing that's just there all the time. You know? Like an a, a weapon that lets you pickpocket stuff is fuck would be fucking crazy powerful if we made one, right? right. And, and having just every yeah having like every weapon of a certain category do that, and then that's a thing that we have to suddenly balance against every time we, you know, because the 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 the, the uh, nature of a weapon, the category of weapon that a weapon is, is almost always just kind of random and selected based on the theme. I do appreciate the idea of trying to solve a problem by just throwing some interesting content at yeah. it. So, like, uh, you know, there's the the spirit in which that suggestion is made is good. The the particulars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, another thing that could 
potentially be somewhat of a balancing factor for two-handed weapons is like like if we just made it so the the relationship of power to equip rack on two-handed weapons was D- broader what I what do you mean by broader like like you, the you distance them... the distance between the power and the equip requirement right so um, it basically a weapon an, a weapon's equip requirement unless we do something weird with it is just power minus a constant and that constant could just be larger for two-handed weapons is it it's not there's no math involved i guess there might be there's there's got to be some math involved I think it is at the very least. It is a fairly straightforward. It's a straightforward relationship. Integer relationship, yeah. I but um, you know, just be, because basically we we tend to determine the magnitude of enchantments on things based on the power of the weapon. I I do at sure. least when I'm you know say going in and making new content like I did yesterday. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some new stuff to show you soon. I also started working on the Seal Hopper skill revamp today. Yep, and in, like in, in earnest. earnest. Yeah. Yeah. I um I got all everything. I'm up to level four, guys. Nice. Um, but it's it's fun. It's cool. It, it's um. I just realized why those guys in the comic strip are named Frank and Ernest. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that, that never occurred <laughs> to me before. Good to good to know you got your head in the game here. Yeah. <sighs> Can't write this stuff. No. Nope. You just nope. gotta let Riff write it. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's all sorts of shit going on. I gotta sort of stop working to make the fucking con item. That is work. Yeah, I know. It's not work that I want to do, though. Although we came up with October's item of the month today. Yeah. That's fucking cool, too. I'm sort of excited about this thing. Um, Yeah, I mean, the con item is probably only... I think basically the con item is going to be like an hour of my time and two hours of writer time and two hours of hot stuff time to make. And this is what you're getting, folks, for your for your support, for your hard-earned dollars is almost no effort on our parts. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. We it's, are buttholes. It's going to be it's probably going to be like 4 hours of my time. What you're doing is you are you are supporting <laughs> well, them. 4 hours of hot stuff time is 2 hours of normal person time because you listen to everything at 2x speed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um we yeah, everything else actually when you do that, it slows down time for, for everything, everything else. but you yeah. Wow. It's, I, it's like every once in a while I'll be just like riding my bike somewhere and suddenly it's like ah, fuck hot stuff's listening to a podcast again. This sucks. <laughs> Is that effect compounded by anyone else that uses the two X speed on their iPhone? Because man, time must be crawling. Yeah, maybe right? it's just you. Maybe you're the protagonist. Or maybe I just have a re- oh hey. Okay. All right. Uh, Lilac, or as I like to call him, Lulac, uh, says, One, I love the show recently expired effects feature. Can we get an option to exclude negative effects or the ability to dismiss zero turn effects? It's a bit annoying to see really quite poisoned or thrice cursed or whatever hanging out at zero turns left. Is it really that big of a deal? Well, it's just, I mean, you what you want for that is 99 times out of 100, a positive effect that just expired. Right. Yeah, I mean, I could see the ability to just dismiss it, which that I'm kind of surprised that was not a feature, like a like a, a launch feature of that thing. I just don't use it, so I have not really messed with it at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the ability to the ability to just like boop and it's gone. 
Uh, two, I asked this two weeks ago, and I hate to repeat it, but you guys seemed amenable to the idea, and it's very relevant to the current path. Any chance for scaling monster stat gains to match your main stat instead of Moxie before the end of KOL High School? Their attack value would still scale with Moxie, and stat gains would be calculated separately. I am okay with that. You know, I think that that gives mist classes a pretty significant advantage versus scaling monsters, but they could use a little something-something every now and again. You know, and maybe that's maybe that's their niche for the future is they're the ones that fight scaling monsters because they're all mystical and whatnot. Uh, three, he says the exotic jungle fruit gives an effect, effect ID 1356, that gives a negative 25 monster level. The consumption message from the fruit and the description of the effect make it sound like you're being an annoying snob, which is usually plus monster level, not minus monster level. Is this intentional? Having a minus monster level buff is interesting, but the flavor seems odd. No, so the fruit is specifically for people who are not optimizing. Right? Like, that was meant to be... Because if you know what you're doing, you never get that that drop. Right? And it's... It's, like... Superiority... Smug superiority is the theme for minus monster level. Being irritating is the theme for plus monster level. Like, you feeling like you're better than them makes you better than them. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Or superiority is also often just plus to all stats, but in this case, it was just like, I just wanted something that will make these fights a lot easier. Um, uh, let's see. Wow, geez. Uh, Gordy is talking a lot about... There's a question in the middle. Uh, what goes uh, behind the thought processes of balancing out pressure penalty reduction slash diving ability with other enchantments? Basically nothing. Um, <laughs> we had some sort of tolerances for how much better divering we put on things and we probably exceeded those at some point maybe not Um, i mean pressure penalties have a have a lot of negative stuff going on so i when i'm sort of doing my evaluation of stuff i i consider it a pretty significant thing plus we have uh we only have one pressure penalty um Enchantment. This sounds dumb, but because of the very peculiar ways that we have this set up, we only have one strength of There's that. only one speed yeah. for it. Yeah. So it's not something that I can, uh, without some <clears throat> code revision, um, But we were also, I mean, we also always intended to do it in sort of discrete units. Sure. And every, everything that makes it, I'm pretty sure that everything that says it makes you a better diver makes you a better diver by the same amount. It does. Although he's saying, also, what's the reason for better diver enchantments not showing exactly how much of a better diver it makes you? Well, that doesn't make as you, much yeah, sense. Yeah, it doesn't. There are no units to express that because in. it does different things for all the different. Yeah, and it's, it very much depends on what area you're in, and like you guys know what the numbers are behind those, but it never tells you the numbers. Yeah, like, and so yeah. having having it display numbers that act on numbers that you can't see is not is not a thing that we would do. Yeah, that's totally not true. We show you deleveling against the stats of monsters that you can't see. Well, yeah, if you have Manuel, you can, but sure, or a tongue depressor. Yeah, this is great. Um, this is one of those things where I was like, you know what? This is a funny idea, but I am not going to code this. So <laughs> to the CD Moyer mobile signal, signal is a mobile signal. Okay. I got it. I mean, I have to be able to call him from wherever I am. Well, right. Because every once in a while, I'll find something that I'm too lazy to do. Every once in a while. Just because it's like every 30 seconds. Uh, Mr. Nee says, In the last show, you discussed the barrel full of barrels as part of a general discussion about the big mountains. Surely the most logical place to move them is the typical tavern cellar. Instead of smashing a barrel and getting a rat tails or booze, you discover a barrel full of barrels. Now, because the idea is that it's a building that's shaped like a barrel and inside is barrels. Oh, is it? Is that the... 
idea. Yeah. I that did not come across to me at all uh-huh. ever. I I always assumed that. Yeah. Okay. Cuz you get there's no scale. You need a little person standing outside it. No, you need a door. Okay. That's how you, okay. Well, okay, either one. But uh, so the problem is a door could be a very tiny door. <laughs> okay. But so then you think that you're going to go in and smash a bunch of mouse barrels? I don't know. This is a barrel worn there by are, a there mouse are who's broke. Plenty in the of 20s. places in the game where you are tiny, and plenty of places in the game where you are gigantic. So, you, I think, change size with a lot I mean, of fluidity. Look how big in that barrel game. is compared to Mount McLarge. Uh, sure, uh, yeah, it is. Confu- it was, has always been confusing to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that, uh, that maybe that could use some love at some point. <laughs> Well, I mean, the mountains could use some love. Yeah. And I don't know. You I could, don't know you how. You go hug the trees that are on it. the mountains. Mm-hmm. You don't like you don't like the art that is the mountains right now. I don't. It, because it's just, I mean, it's just, it's one of those, it's another, it's you don't, one of very few places left where it's just like, this is just a bunch of icons. This is just a grid of icons representing places. Do some sort of forced perspective kind of thing where there's a. Because I could imagine like where there's a horizon. There, 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 is, there are mountains on the horizon. No art in KOL. There's no exterior art in KOL that has a horizon. And right. I think it would be weird to have one place that had a horizon. Sure. I'm, I mean, that that's kind of... It wouldn't really be a horizon, though. It would just be mountains in the background. You don't do the you know horizon going off to the sides kind of thing. And then in the foreground are the things like the barrels or the the Coliseum or whatever. The Engineers Association. There's just a lot of stuff there, so I don't... Sure, sure. I mean, because we have we have some perspective sort of in, like, Hobopolis, kind of, right? Yeah. Because it's definitely like, from the front to the back. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of weird, like, this is three-quarters perspective on certain environmental objects, right. and then, two, like, you know... Like in Spooky Raven, where some of the furniture is just drawn on the walls, and some of it is right. like, some of it has like three dimensional surfaces available. It's like eh, whatever. Like you can kind of you know what's going on. Sure. Um, if I was if I was Roy, this would drive me fucking crazy. I mean, but. I I can see what you mean about the the whole notion of uh, those right now being limited to interior spaces. It gets really weird trying to do that outside. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't envy your art job. Yeah. I mean, and also part of it was like never wanting to like it being a pain in the ass previously for me to like make things like overlap each other. Right. Sure. So nothing is touching. So it's like and, I, you know, I've slowly gotten gotten over that. And also sometimes interior spaces are side view like the knob and the knoll. Right. You know, yeah. but that's fine. You know, that's one kind of cave. And then uh, they, I mean, they've got multiple kind of... floors. So and it, then the knoll. That the knoll now, yeah, the works new basically like the knob, yeah, with it's very different. Uh, the new knoll, yeah, like the knob, different kind of dirt around that area of okay. the plains. Uh, you can tell. Okay, <laughs> it's uh, so sometimes, you know, like the main map is a fucking map. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I could just do the mountains as a map, and then it would be a lot easier to, like justify everything yeah i mean i could just i could just try and like learn how to draw like tolkien style mountains i guess that's a question why is not why is each section not just an enlarged view of the map i don't know huh i mean it's it it, because it kind of doesn't matter because there's no narrative right i mean but i mean we always look at the map well because okay i guess that maybe that's the thing maybe when you 
ostensibly when you click on the map, you are looking down at your map and then you actually go to the you woods. You walk to the place where the stuff is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Mokume says, thanks so much for splitting the null. I just started Bad Moon Runs and it's a big help. Also, the New Hidden City is fully useful goodies, so thanks for that as well. Yeah, I'm really happy with the New Hidden City. I'm really happy with like the items that we came up with because I feel like they were, I feel like there was a ton of stuff in there. They were interesting and, and it was also really fast to develop. Great. I like the uh, I like the little narrative aspect of each of the spirits having their own sort of identity. Yeah. Mm. And I liked, you know, the I didn't even think of this as a as a conceit, but a lot of people commented on the the conceit of the hidden city being like a modern an right. ancient modern city, which mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that is kind of you did, I thought you did think of it. I thought well, you I, did, I mean, I did clearly, but I just didn't think of it as a thing. I was like, uh, oh, well, what's what kind of things are there in a hidden city? Oh, like hidden build, you know, like I, yeah, I don't know. Hidden hidden bowling alley. It was just and I mean, maybe it was because that was just such a fundamental part of the idea that it didn't seem like it didn't seem like part of the content to me. It just was like this was just like a thought. Right. I, yeah. Um I was reading I haven't I don't know if I'm like behind on uh, Diamond Radio programs, or if there was just discussion in that thread about this, but apparently, uh, from to hear them talk, it they appreciated from an optimizer perspective the effort and the and the like, you know, the the stance and the approach. But in practice, all of the options that were given were pretty similar. Which, in terms of turn count, like with it, like the 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 various ways of going through it had fairly different. I mean, my goal was to make them pretty close. Yeah. Right. I did not want them to be like indistinguishable. I didn't want it to be meaningless. I didn't want one to be clearly superior. Right. I didn't want to really figure it out. I wanted to kind of just let it happen. Right. Because what that does, when they're really close, what that means is that other changes over time right. will probably make it so there's a little bit so, of variation. So it occurs to someone like, oh, hey, this new thing in that happens in level four, uh, if I get this, then maybe that makes it easier for me to do this other direction that I normally do in maybe. I don't know. Right. You know, but it's like the only way that we can do stuff like that is by accident, kind of. And so I didn't want there to just be one trick. One so weird trick. Yeah, one weird old trick to complete the hidden city. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, I mean, I, yeah. I think I think of the hidden city as, as being a successful revamp. Cool. Um, Hamfish says, Ex- uh, except for the bees hate you path, every challenge path has had some item, item loomp come out during the path that's particularly helpful or has a special effect on that path, except trendy, but I guess anything that comes out on that path is something they can use. If you retroactively had to add an item of the month specifically for bees hate you, what would it be? Um, I don't know. We could do some sort of beekeeper garb that didn't have the word beekeeper in it yeah. and uh, maybe Re- reduce, reduce the damage. Of- Frequency of bee fights and the yeah. damage that you take from bee Did items. You reduce the frequency? Yeah. Hmm. Right? D- did you not want those bee fights? I thought, I, I mean, know. they were hard fights, but they had goodies. Sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, were those goodies, were those goodies meaningful? I really don't even remember what yeah, any of that I, stuff I is. Remember. Like, I remember they all, we just did some like multi-use crafting thing with globs of honey or something, but mm-hmm. I don't remember what any of the stuff bridges. was. Oh yeah. You make honey britches. Yeah. That was pretty cute. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that one was very much just like, this is the game, except there are these extra obstacles and restrictions, as opposed to more modern challenge paths where we're like, oh, this is just new fun shit for us. This is a way for us to make new games within KOL. Right. Uh, Hamfish continues. Last year we had the Avatar Boris and then later Zombie Slayer. Both of these were new muscle-based classes, and both were extremely enjoyable and different than regular classes. This year we had Jarlsberg, but instead of another mist-based class, we got KOL High School, both of which I love, by the way. Admittedly, there haven't been enough challenge paths to call it a pattern, but I was expecting another mist class for this challenge path. Will that be happening later or not at all, and why? Well, people people said they got burned out by there being multiple like new class style paths in a year. Yeah. So we just decided that we would do one of those a year and then one, uh, one like sort of, we think of them as bugbear invasion category or KOL high school ones where it's like, there is a bunch of new content that happens instead of something else, but it's more or less just your normal KOL skills and stuff. Like the KOL high school is is all like, well, it's an addition, but I mean that, that, that new content happens instead of whatever you would be spending your first 40 turns on in a day. And the bugbear one was, this was instead of the sorcerer's tower, that was fucking great. Yeah. Like if that could be the model for what the, for what the sorcerer's tower ends up being just a big robot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Big big spaceship full of, full of sci-fi bugbears. Yep. Yeah. In fact, maybe that's just the new, (laughs) maybe NS 15 is just bugbear invasion. Okay. Um, but you know just like replacing that whole thing with just a you know this is throughout the course of the entire game you're slowly making your way up the tower and you you know huh who knows who knows if that's interesting or not I mean I think I, I had a lot of fun designing the the bugbear spaceship you know what we should have done was uh, an animation at the beginning of that thing where a giant bugbear spaceship just lands on the sorceress tower and oh, crushes yeah. it that would have been pretty funny that would have been good um, but you know, after after Avatar of Sneaky Pete, sort of wide open, right? So we probably will do another spellcasty one or another Moxie one. Um, yeah, who knows? F says, "I'm out of questions. How about we learn something worthwhile?" Terry Pratchett had his own sword forged out of meteorite when he was knighted. Well, cool. Yep. I see you also read Reddit that day. <laughs> um, Explorifus says, when doing zone remakes, how much do you consider how they affect bounty quests? Um, before I read the rest of your question, I'm going to answer this honestly, not at all. Like, yep. literally zero. Um, I, I think that it's going to be time to revamp the bounty hunter hunter. Yeah. Pretty much completely, yeah. Because it's not, that stuff is not done in the way that I would do it now. The way, the way that it's actually executed on the back end is pretty clumsy. Um, and, you know, it's probably time to let you do multiples in a day. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, when anyways, you say multiples in a day, do you mean still one per day overall? Probably not. Wow. That's yeah. a fundamental change. Well, you know, maybe you can do multiples in a day, but they each take 100 turns. <laughs> well, I mean, huh. 60? I don't know. Or actually make them take fucking 40, which was the goal, right? Because I think a lot of them just don't now. A lot of them people do in like 10 turns. So if you could do all of those in a day, it's like not. The the ones where you sacrifice. just have to get a specific monster are potentially. But that's all of them. No, not. Oh, yeah. Isn't, aren't there some that. Oh, I guess there are some that drop. Huh. Well, anyway. Uh, I feel that the level 10 revamp made Ravers significantly easier and the Degrassi Null change shortened the gearhead quest by quite a bit, removing non-combats and several Null combats. This may be relevant if a South of the Border remake is in the works, but I digress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wax says, what are some of the most genuinely difficult games you've played? 
Spelunky. Uh, I mean, I, there are definitely Dark some Souls. hard puzzle games that I've played. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, you know, I just finished Soko Bond and, like, the last couple of levels were, like, super fiendish, which was great. Yeah. But I thought Braid was hard. I, there are some text adventures that yeah, have been incredibly difficult. Thinking, yeah. Yeah. What games have you played, he continues, that strike you as attempting to be difficult but fail because their only difficulty arises from bullshit mechanics? Uh, Nordenberg couldn't make head or tail of it. <laughs> <clears throat> Stuff like you instantly die with no warning or you get no checkpoints or save games for the next 15 minutes and have to restart if you die. I don't play stuff like that anymore it depends on what you mean like you know badland which i think is a fantastic game has a couple of like missions basically their achievements or whatever and there are some of them that are incredibly incredibly difficult like a super long level that you have to survive without dying to get this achievement Mm. like is that part of the game i mean it's 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 built in it's a system that's built into the game but you don't have to ever bother with it there's been some some older games that I've gone back and played recently and found them difficult because of bullshit saving problems, but it was my fault for not remembering that this was a game created before constant autosaves were a thing. Right. So I mean Super Meat Boy is really hard. In plus. Yeah, hard. N plus super yeah. hard, but but really but good. Yeah. I mean, I can't gauge like I, even on, like, normal difficulty, I found Gears of War to be impossible to play. Like, and I don't think, and I, like, I think normal people would just make fun of me for how shitty I was at Gears of War, but, like, every moment of playing that game was, like, where the fuck am I being shot from? Like, which of these things are enemies and which things are background and which things are my teammates? Like, I cannot tell Hmm. what is going on at all. I have no idea what the fuck anything is or how to do fucking anything, so I give up. And that's not, you know, that's a problem with me, which is why it makes these sort of judgments about the difficulty of things very... You know, I feel like rock climbing has is, is interesting in this regard, right? A route gets rated based on its difficulty, and there are some routes that are that give you a lot of trouble that I just run right up even though you are a much better climber than I am generally and I think it's just because the difficulty in those stems from some move that is easy for me and not not easy for you right. sometimes an extra couple inches of height makes all the difference you know sometimes just like you know I don't know I don't know what it was about that one weird the, the thing that was just a bunch of giant rocks, one on each, alternating on the corner of the wall. I think you're also more flexible like, than I am. Maybe that's true. But it's, that is going to be multiplied. The, the space of things that you can be good at is just multiplied in video games because it is this combination of like reflex and memory and knowledge and strategy and tactics and, you know, attention span and stuff. Right. And so difficulty is so subjective. Um, anyway, and he explains the toaster change. Anyways, before once per ascension, you could do a certain number of shore ventures at the shore and get a toaster. You put it in your display case and then do another ascension to get another toaster and so on. You can gain one toaster per ascension. Now you can only get a toaster if A, you do not have a toaster, or B, all toasters that you do have are in Hanks and nowhere else. That shouldn't be. I think. I think I just should be checking Hanks and not. And I thought I was checking Hanks. So, so toasters are no longer a thing you can collect. Well, they are. They're, they're more collectible now than they were before. I think because not like, dude. I don't fucking know. I don't. 
it's just some it's some weird thing like you used to be able to get more than one even if they were in your display case and mm-hmm. now you can't because it knows that if they're in your display case you that you have access to them i not guess in run though no so i don't know i don't remember which fucking function i'm using and even if i did remember i wouldn't remember which one of the functions that function was <coughs> you need to up on your wall right now is a list of like stat levels in yeah. there and the corresponding level and the element chart you need to have a list that is all the different functions and where they check and yeah. just write that up because like that just a, just a little matrix yeah yeah or i need to consolidate all those into one function that i can then call with a bunch of arguments that are like which places to check sure but then you have to remember it each time well no no no, no. They, they would be shorthand for all like basically Add daily flag and add flag and add perma flag all call the same function oh. now, and the, the because they're that that way it handles all the session caching the same and, and everything right? so that you don't have to like do a bunch of extra work to do it. But then that would give you the ability to just invoke the core function that it was doing for custom cases. Like if I wanted to like only check Hanks, for oh. instance, which I, for now I don't think there is a function that does that. Interesting. Actually, there probably is because I think. Uh, Chris ended up writing one for, like, oh, yeah, you're totally going to be able to use them all from Hanks probably by the end of the week. Spoilers. I know. Yeah, yeah. I think I've already announced that. Uh, Tug is also asking about t- changing scaling stack gains for monsters. And this one. Odeem says, I uh, thought of a new question. One, has there ever been an instance of any staff member's accounts being compromised from anyone doing huh. any dev work all the way up to Jake himself? And if so, how quickly was it noticed? Uh, yeah, and um, almost instantly... And Your account once? Yeah, my account. My account, I think, has only been accessed like two different times, but it was basically the same bug. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. And in both cases, we actually like found the guy in real life. It was great. <laughs> we were able to like call him at work. Huh. The the dude who was responsible <clears throat> for the intrusion in both cases, just because in both cases they were like sloppy. Interesting. It was a long, long time ago, though. Like it was, you know, there, there, there were, there were two bugs in the same script that just, because of just sloppy variable scoping, allowed you to step on uh, player ID, right? Which is why almost every account, instance of an account getting hacked is not an account getting hacked; it's a password getting guessed. Because if you could hack accounts, you wouldn't hack. Joe Rando's account. The, there was a recent. Mine. There was a recent one that was like really convoluted, script kitty kind of thing. Uh, but I don't think he ever logged in as you. No, because I mean he could like he could basically run arbitrary database code. Yeah. Right. He didn't need to. Yeah. Everything that he did that was destructive was an accident. Yeah. Um, we you know which sucks. It, that actually, there was some. Yeah. There was some some casualties uh record keeping casualties there but yeah but yeah i mean that like for the most part somebody who can do that isn't going to which is just a kind of a nice a nice property of the world that we live in yeah yeah um yeah but i feel like if somebody other than me logged into my account if they did anything meaningful i mean also being able to log into my kol account doesn't only a part of the yeah it's only a part of being able to do a lot of stuff you know, and I mean, you could certainly do some damage. Like, you could certainly fuck up the economy, sure. Um, if you if you had a minute and you knew <laughs> how stuff worked. Uh, anyway, two. Have you guys done any work towards NS15? Even just list of things you want in the new quests. Uh, no, because that's probably never going to happen. 
Noodle Mage says, can we get a challenge path where we get some sort of super class that uses all three stats? That's a cool idea. What does that mean to use all three stats? Well, like all of... That's what, I just didn't understand like what that would actually like the impact of that. If you so if you leveled it like if if there weren't focuses on leveling, I mean, so you just level slower, right? You don't have off stats; you just have all of your stats, like a dual class yeah. in D anD. d They go up at the same rate, but you have abilities that do scaling damage based on muscle, and abilities that do scaling damage based on moxie and based on mist or whatever, right? Like, huh? Or you but know, if they're all that, leveling at the same rate, then that isn't Yeah, it doesn't really... I mean, it's thematically interesting, right? I mean, y- sure. you're, yes, you're right that it's not, like, math-y any different than... <sighs> yeah, it's the thing. And that's it's the like, only the way that matters, isn't right? cool. Like, uh, all, you, all you see is redhead, blonde. <laughs> Hamfish says, The food and booze you can make from clusters seems especially fancy. Is there a particular reason they can be made with the basic cocktail crafting and cooking kits rather than requiring the fancy ones? Because ah, I forgot to mark the clusters as fancy ingredients, and I... We could fix that. Yeah, sorry everybody. Uh, you can thank Hamfish for this change. Um, you don't have to change the recipes. You just have to change the one ingredient, and it... uh, it's well, it's five ingredients in this case. Well, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's all. <sighs> Boy, this is gonna make people sad. This is not really gonna make people sad. I don't think. Yeah, most people, I don't think. Will... Oh, because this is this actually makes it take turns. Yeah. Yeah, that will that will make people a little uh, a little it, less excited. But I think everyone can agree that it should have been like this. Yeah, you know if you blame so, ham fish in the uh, in the the trivial. Update. No, I'm just not going to do a trivial <laughs> update because I don't want to do that. The uh, <clears throat> the other thing that's kind of interesting is there are a couple of uh, Redsylvania items, crafted items that just today got added to the mall for yeah, the first I saw time that this morning, and that was surprising. Yeah, that was weird. It's, I mean, it's fascinating to me. I mean, I think it's because they require a thing that has primarily been used for starting hard mode boss fights. Sure. Right? And so mm. it's, it, it makes sense that... Also, they're not, you know, they're food, so they kind of don't matter. Right? Everybody's kind of got food figured out. Sure. Which is why it sucks for us to... To try to make more yeah, food. to make more food. Uh, Doglord420 says, this is a question about word realms and not KOL, but I'm going to ask it here because I don't know where else to. I know you guys were saying it looks like you won't be getting into the Humble Bundle because it's super competitive. Well, okay, I, I'm not, I don't think that we said that. It's just that nothing that we can do on purpose is going to make us any more or less likely to be included in a Humble Bundle, right? Um, there are other less exclusive bundles you could get word realms into, like Indie Royale or Indie Gala, that you might want to consider because I care about you deeply and I want you to be successful. Well, you'll be happy to know that word realms uh, got accepted into Indiecade, so we get to go exhibit it, and that will potentially get a little bit of attention yeah. on it. And uh, you know, maybe we can maybe we can rub some elbows with some bundleiers. I mean, if it's anything like PAX, there was a ton of press there, so you know, we might get. Some people who are like, oh, yeah, I don't know why we didn't run any articles on this when you sent yeah. out the press releases. Gosh, how is it that we didn't find out about this before? Oh, yeah. it's because you ignore uh, the press releases that get sent to you, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, buddy. Good. Yeah. <laughs> nice catch. You know, I I was not super persistent about it, like, because my ethos is always, like, sending yeah, email. If you email if somebody ignored, and they ignore it, don't, don't fucking email, email them, them again. again. Yeah. But that's apparently just the opposite of what you are supposed to do. Yeah. Like, apparently, if you're trying to promote something, you are supposed to just be annoying as fuck. Yep. Because that's what's effective. And I, like, fuck the world. You know? 
Um, but yeah, I'm stoked about Indiecade. We'll we'll talk more about this on uh, Video Games Hot Dog. I yep. expect. Um, Pure Question says, I doubt this is something you would actually do, but the offhand mention of a PvP raid last week got me wondering, and I think it's an interesting idea regardless. Directly competitive clan dungeon? Possibly between two clans? Two clans have X kills to reach the boss, first to reach the boss wins. Uh, the logistics would probably be really hard to work out, but I'd love to hear you guys' musings on it. Mm. That's neat. Yeah, I, we'd have to overcome the same problems we have with everything about clans, which is that it has to work for a three-person clan and a five-million-person clan. There's that. And moving there's... between clans arbitrarily. I mean, that you yeah, know, one yeah. per if one if you know if one person was whitelisted between the two, they could go over and fuck up the run by doing mm-hmm. something. And also, what does that even mean? Yep. You know, what is the who does it first? Like, it's and like, oh, the American clan is like, always going to beat the Australian clan just because of latency benefit to that because you could. You know, and do you, you just, just fake it? I mean, you yeah. just you use a dummy clan. Like, oh, give me a million me to open this, and I'll throw the game. Like, right. it's so. This there's is there's so many ways to like to break this. System. There's so many ways in which everything is ruined and everything <laughs> is terrible. Uh, Jehizdui says, "Dear Stiff Rock, if your podcasting career becomes stagnant, you have a great, great porn name. I wish my mother's <laughs> maiden name was Stiff, and I grew up on Rock Street. Um, yeah, I guess my porn name is um, Bailey Rural Route One." Uh. So it's what it's the I well it's your mother. I think that was a trick to get my mother's maiden name so that you can log into <laughs> you can log into my I bank account. I always heard the name of your name first of your first pet. pet so I'd be yeah. Susie Rural Route 1. So mine was Harry Wagner. <laughs> you, that's a pretty good. That is a pretty good porn name. Yep. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of our first pet's name. <clears throat> I don't even remember. Something shady. You were on Shady Street? Shady Lane. Ah, okay. Was it Slim? Was your... It was not. It was not Slim. <laughs> pet name Slim. Was it? Did you have a pet Slim Jim? It's like a beef stick. Yep. Beef uh, ripper. Uh, on a more serious note, what happened on Monday before rollover? More database spiders, spider eggs, no. ghost spiders. Man, it was just this fucked up problem. So here's how we fixed it. Um, this worked for Chris Moyer, but not me. He. So it was the choice adventure script was broken. And it was broken in some way that was interacting badly with the PHP accelerator, the precompiler, which no one understands. And not only does not only do none of us understand how that precompiler works, none of us can conceive of a universe in which it could possibly work. <laughs> it's this black voodoo. Yeah, box. It, no, it is seriously fucking sorcery. And so, so here's the here's this weird thing. The choice adventure script on dev for a long time. I don't think that's it, though, because there are other larger scripts that do a lot of the same stuff. The choice adventure script periodically on dev will just start generating error messages that don't mean anything. And it's not it's not that they are error messages that we don't understand. They are they are nonsense error messages, error messages for lines of code that don't exist. Yeah, error messages for lines of code way (laughs) past the end of the file or like lately it's been a bunch of error messages that just devolve into like characters that the browser can't render and stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure that what is happening <laughs> is that this is such Ghost in the Machine. I know, stuff. man. The precompiler, great. the precompiler is like invoking some fucking old god shit to to get this <laughs> stuff to work. Oh, um, that's awesome. Oh, maybe we need to refill the goat blood tank. <laughs> It, and it had been fine. It had th- this problem had only been happening on dev, and so the, every once in a while, like there'd be a bunch of lines in the log. It's like, oh fuck, I'm getting this stupid non-static method cannot be called 
cannot be called statically yeah 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 uh, error again. So I need to log on to live and fix it. But for whatever reason, when when Chris uh, added when he he had added it a while back, but when he pushed out the thing that lets you confirm uh, that asks you for confirmation before you spend keys in Dreadsylvania, see you whiny assholes, it's your fault that this happened. Um, when he pushed out that feature, for whatever reason, it created that problem on live for the first time ever. And so it manifested in a slightly different way that just threw the choice adventure script into an infinite loop, which then Hmm. ended up giving a different nonsense error message that was like, use of unknown constant I, assuming I in line X, where X was the last line of the file that didn't have an I in it. but you didn't see that because you don't actually see the error notifications on live, but it was just every time somebody tried to load a choice script, a choice adventure, which was eventually just <gasps> everybody, right? Like they would try to log on. It would it would just tie up an instance of the web server running uh, this PHP script in an infinite loop until it bailed execution-wise. But That's, there are only so many... 504 error or whatever? Uh, I don't know if that creates the 504s. It might. But But basically, there are only so many instances of Apache running, so if they all take 30 seconds to execute, it runs out, and so then no more page loads can occur. Maybe it was Um, trying to figure out, I think, therefore I am, but couldn't define the constant I. So here's the way that that we fixed this problem. Uh, I had done the same thing at the console and it didn't work, but Chris, from his telephone, opened up the choice script, saved it, rebuilt it, and pushed it, and that seems to have fixed Oh, you didn't just like turn off the precompiler? We also no, because we can. I don't think we can turn off the precompiler <laughs> at this point. <laughs> like it's, um, uh, okay. it's there's actually a specific clause in our insurance that um, we, because it is running on hardware that's on somebody else's property. Um, it's like, yeah. Um, wow, that error is no longer occurring. We fixed the problem on dev. Uh, for for real, I think. Did Skynet start in 2013? Because yeah, 2009, or no, it was like 1999. Ah, okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember. Did you read the plot of that uh, RoboCop versus Terminator I comic didn't. book? Is it good? Is it great? <laughs> no. It's, Is it's, it amazing? It's, it's convoluted. It's convoluted. <laughs> Uh, Bob the Joker says, and now for a run of excited Superfax questions brought to you by the Glee. This con next week, also Holy Bells con is next week. How goes the new con item? Great. Is it going to be awesome? Yes. Am I going to be able to win one at Casino Night again and get the jump on all the mall speculators slash spaders? No. Uh, it's possible. Damn it. <laughs> I think that's great. Sure. No, we'll have it ready. We'll have it ready to go. Uh, Ethereal Oblivion says, having just listened to the ninth radio show, I agree the cheerleader is neat, the boxes in run uses were lame and all that. There is just the fear that an item being nerfed to sell more items of the month, as flat out stated in the radio show, might become a precedent. Do you feel that the box will be a unique case? Um, that is that is one ungenerous way of framing yeah, some things that, is, that were that said. Is, which, you know, no offense, man, but you... As soon as this came up in dev, somebody said, oh man, Ethereal Oblivion is going to post something in the forums about how this is like a bullshit unethical cash grab, which is why I replied to you doing the exact thing three minutes after the change went out with, you know, right on cue. The the jack-in-the-box has needed to change for a really long time. The fact that it was potentially reducing revenue was just the straw that broke the camel's back on actually making me pull the trigger on that change. Um, 
And to yeah, then to well, then just also, say we finally th- came up with a scheme that that made sense. I think if we had come up with the scheme six months ago, yeah, you probably would have been like, okay, that makes sense because that that makes it better for a casual player and worse for like it just it prevents the sort of dick stabbery that is what this thing is like problematic about in the first place. I mean, to, to describe this as nerfing an item so that we will sell more items of the month is is just really unfair, I think, because what this was was fixing a thing that I fucking hate because in addition to all of the other things that I fucking hate about it, it was also reducing revenue. You know? And so it's like yeah. I mean, something that something that I I definitely really want to do and am not doing be, in part because I don't want there to be this feeling of like impropriety is I I want to make all the um, the nemesis quest monsters unfaxable because you should like you shouldn't be able to pull those guys yeah, of, I mean, of any class right part into of the, another like, part classes. of the reason that we made the spangled sombrero so powerful on the hat rack is because it was a a bonus that was limited to one class yeah and i mean yeah you're right it's like one of those things where it's the right thing to do but it would piss everybody off i mean if you are coming from a perspective where you are going to judge everything that we do as us doing it because we're like gross capitalist assholes then you're going to continue to feel that way about everything that we do from now on because we're going to continue to be really consistent in our application of our ethics right right and so if you if you are not okay with them, I respectfully disagree with you. I mean, power creep. I, I think it could be argued that power creep is, in some cases, due to our desire to to make something appealing to people so that they will want to yeah to give us money. Which, I mean, it's a frustrating situation for us because you know we always have to sort of outdo ourselves, and I feel like we've tried so hard to make things. To not like just worth buying, worth buying without having to, without like just being gross. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It, it's there. We're trying to tread a bunch of very difficult lines, and you know, I don't. You know, we're not going to make everybody happy all the time. But I feel like we tried. We tried real hard to make the most people happy that we can. I said also you talked a little bit about the Gygax being relevant in unforeseen ways. Is that something you strive to avoid for con items since they're not officially Mr. Store items? No, I don't I don't try to avoid making them relevant. I just don't feel that making them relevant is a is a requirement. Yeah, and the making design. them like super optimal would be something that we probably yeah, would, that would be try to that avoid. Would be dicky. Yeah. Um just because the supply of them is going to be limited relative to other Mr. Store items. Although, but they're always they're always novel. I mean, the idea is to have something really flavorful yeah. and fun. And they're also, you know, you always can get one eventually. You know, if if it turns out oh. that it's like I have to have this for, I was gonna say, for yeah, leaderboard runs, not... then you can always just like spend thirty bucks on it next year, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the goal is for that not to be the case. He says, do you have uh, any hard and fast rules about balance? Are certain types of balance more important? Nerfs such as files and smudork boxes seem to get a lot of attention, but intervention to shake up things like class balance hasn't really been a thing. I mean, I think the file nerf got attention because I drew a bunch of attention to it because I knew it was going to piss people off. But it was a thing that was important to me. And so, I, you know, I had to eventually pull the trigger on we it. Used to, I mean, we used to be way more casual about just changing how everything yeah, works. This item is now a different item yeah. or whatever. And now, you know, we're a lot more we're a lot more reluctant to, like, provoke outrage in the forums. But... I, I'm not so much, but I also don't have as much sort of desire to, to just revamp stuff all the time. 
Sure. I, mean, I feel like you also have you also have somewhat less emotional investment in yes. in the the way that things are perceived. Yeah, well, that and I mean, I feel like as I most let, like people can call me an asshole and I, it's a lot easier for me to just let it flow off my back because I feel like that doesn't happen very often. Well, right, because I mean that you don't have you don't have a third of your identity wrapped up in this sure. single creative project. Just one third? Yeah. Well, a third of my life. Oh, okay. Interesting. Wow. So <clears throat> does identity... Yeah, identity, yeah, it's linear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you acquire and invest identity linearly over time. Wow, in everything that you do. Man, that that is fascinating. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of like how much of my identity is wrapped up in my bed. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say sorry if I sorry if I left any identity stains <laughs> anywhere that I've slept. In the... uh, Maharito says the undercover penguin's third factoid says he whittled a knife out of a clamshell, but what did he use to do the whittling? A different clamshell. Ooh. Um, Deus Ex Machina says, why can't my seal club or mini adventure club seals with me? All of her damage is reduced to one. I mean, she's even wielding a club and everything. Ah, it's an oversight. <laughs> Data Vortex says, please talk about what's going on for Khan in as much detail as you have. Also, if you have a recommendation for tuxedo rentals in the area, or if you've negotiated a group rate with a place, please Ooh. give that to us. Oh, wow. Didn't um, even think about that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Thursday night, we're having an informal gathering at uh, the monastery, or it might just be called monastery, um, which is not particularly close to anything else, but it is... Um, I think I, I'm hoping, this is this is the first time we're trying this, um, I'm hoping it sort of does everything that people wanted out of the drunken skating, which was mostly just to hang out and, and drink with each other, but does not cost, there's no cover like drunken skating, um, and there's not the sort of like limited time stuff. So hopefully that will work out well. Um, and then Friday during the day, there's the sushi that Fusaliban organizes. Um, and then Friday evening is uh, a casino night, which has is just uh, it's become my favorite part of con yeah Yeah. um a lot of people get dressed up for it but it's not required and we have like professional um blackjack and craps and roulette craps and roulette and then we have a bunch of tables set up for whatever you want to bring we have cards we bring cards so you can just do poker which is what i tend to do most years um but there's also people you know could bring any other game that you can gamble on i think it's possible that Mr. Card Game will be there and people will gamble on those games, which that's cool. Um, and then this year we're going to try something a little different. We're going to, I'm going to try to put together, uh, or I'm in the process of putting together a sort of spy LARP. Mini type, LARP. Mini LARP kind of thing. It's not like you don't have to be in character necessarily, but the idea is that anybody who wants to participate can and you are a spy and you're trying to uh, figure out things about other spies and without drawing attention to yourself well, without sure. acting like a butthole <clears throat> yeah. is what I'm saying um, and we'll see how that goes without that, sacrificing any of your dignity um, without getting shot by the one player who's being the sniper of one player who's <laughs> right. actually a spy uh, and so that's Friday night and that goes from 6pm to 11pm um, although pe- we can we can stay in the space later than that if we want um, but that's when the the uh, casino people go home and that's when we'll probably stop like the official gambling with th- their chips and stuff um and then saturday um in the morning there's not much going on because people usually have house parties and stuff like that well house parties that go until much later um but if you do want to do something saturday morning if you're not a drinker there is at the phoenix art museum uh there is the art of video games exhibit that's going on um and word realms is going to be there that day 
Um, and then Saturday at noon is when we open the doors for the barbecue. Um, we'll probably have food um, within like half hour of that opening. Um, and that is pasties, same as last year, basically. Um, although this year the the process should be a lot more streamlined because um, they've been catering a lot more. And so they have their own warming ovens and stuff. Um, last year we had to like rent one and it was kind of a big pain in the ass. Um, and then it looks like there's going to be uh, Alice's Army. Someone has printed out Alice's Army cards and has a couple sets yeah, of that. Yeah, Gamma which Ray. Gamma Ray play that. Uh, Mr. Card Game, I think they made 10 prototype sets that people will be able to play. So that's up to 40 people can play at a time. Uh, and then th- I think we're going to try to do, we couldn't, uh, we wanted very much to do trivia uh, in a separate venue because like, it's awesome to have a really like big, you know, trivia set, but not everybody wants to do it. And it re- sort of takes over the whole space. Um, but Monsterland, which was the bar where we had arranged to do that, went under and is no longer a bar. Um, and so now we're probably just going to do it in the venue, but probably do like a half length of the usual version. So maybe only three rounds instead of six or seven or whatever. Um, so then that should be like four to five thirty or so. And then kick people out from 6 PM to 8 PM or eight thirty uh, while we do a sound check. So that's when people go off and take care of their own dinner basically. Um, and then doors back open back up at eight thirty for the concert, which starts at nine, uh, opening act is Treasure Mammal. Uh, the middle act is Dry River Yacht Club, which is the first time we've had them at Con, which I think is gonna be really cool. They are awesome. Uh, and then Front Lot is closing off the evening. Um, and then once again, there's probably gonna be a bunch of after parties on Saturday night. And then we have nothing um, specific going on on Sunday that I'm aware of. Well, there's karaoke well, at Pranksters. At during night. the day is what I was going to say. Okay. And then in the evening, uh, we're going to do karaoke at Pranksters again. Um, so, yeah. So that is that is the schedule as, as I know it. Um, plus, there's always a bunch of informal stuff that other people organize and, and are doing, um, which is cool. Yep. I'm excited. Yep. Good times. Great oldies. Uh, well, we're not quite through the question thread, but I'm going to save it for next week because I, uh, like Riff, am hungry as fuck. Okay. Um, you got some phone calls to make. I do. And uh, we'll see you in uh, we'll see you in a, an hour or so when we record video games hot dog. That doesn't mean anything at all. Also, we don't. Can, we maybe don't, you listen to video games hot dog first. And we don't see you actually. No, we yeah we do. Come do on. I thought you're the one that tells me I'm not supposed to talk about like oh I'm going to mark this and we're going to take a break and stuff because people like to pretend that they're in the room with us. Like you, Charles. Charles? Char- 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 yeah. <laughs> Think how realistic that's going to be for the one listener whose name is Charles. Sure. Yeah. Bye, everybody. See you. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>